don't don't look for a for a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Um, you know, reach out. There's definitely people that are that are here to help, that are willing to help you, that want to help you. Hi, welcome to the Any Given Runday podcast. I'm Daniel, your co-host, and we talk to guests as they share their stories of life, family, and running. We may all be connected through running, but each person's journey is unique. Listen in as we learn the whys and what led them to the wonderful world of running and more. All right, so welcome to another episode of the Any Given Runday podcast. This is the year 2022. We are excited. Hopefully things are better than last year. Last year was uh, up and down, you know. Uh, we got to see the beginning of racing again, and we hope that it doesn't go away because I know things are starting to change here uh, in recent time. But uh, we're excited to be back. We hope to be a little more consistent this year and uh, have athletes and people share their story with us. And today is our first episode of, of season three. I always say we have a special guest. All our guests are special. You know, uh, today I will uh, actually I'll let him introduce himself and say just a little bit on, about himself. All right, guys. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on here. It, it's always a pleasure to listen to you guys. Uh, my name is Yada Duck. I normally just go by my last name of Duck because I think it's fun and I like to kind of keep things kind of simple and run through puddles when I can. So there's. <laughs> Lots of videos of me running through puddles as well. Yeah, and I think I think nowadays it's just kind of expected, you know. You, I, you know, if we're running straight and you see a puddle that's like on the other side of the road, I think, like, where's he going? Oh, I, he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I've done that several times, uh, even during 10k races, uh, some half marathons at the Rock and Roll San Antonio. I ran off the course a little bit to go hit a puddle so <laughs> and it's cool because it's, I, I see that one of your favorite spots um you have found a route that literally looks like a duck with a hat on I believe yes <laughs> um so last year I was out there running with with one of my run groups in the loop run group and one of our other guys uh, that doesn't normally come go out there with the group he showed up and we were walking inside on the sidewalk area of Woodlawn Park. And we started talking and he goes, hey, so I was out here a couple days ago with a few other people. And they said, if you run on the road, go around and you, you turn at this street, you go around this other part, you turn, uh, you know, so he's over here, like kind of like telling me all the streets to turn on. I'm like, dude, I don't know the streets that well. I'm just going to have to Strava stalk you. And I don't know if that was a thing or not really, but I, I went back through his route history and I found it and it looks like a duck uh, so i went went on strava i said hey i'm going to run the same route i'm going to name it so it's now a segment and then after that i've added some legs uh a hat uh did some glasses glasses looked more like a pirate's ipad but, you know, i'm working on that part still uh but i did it yesterday in the morning uh no hat but i kind of give it like kind of a spiky haircut so i have uh-huh. to zoom in real close to see it but it no, I was just having fun. That oh, that, that so. that's really cool. There's this other uh, runner I've come across, not not here in some somewhere else, but he uh, that's what he does. He does happy birthday. He does all these things in his neighborhood, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I know in recent time you have well, actually, I, at least I've known you maybe about a year or so. Um, but you tend to always 
run with a purpose. Uh, and we'll get to that in a little bit. I do want to start kind of at the beginning. Um, you know, I did ask you when I reached out, I did ask some questions. And one of the first things you mentioned was, I guess running hasn't always been part of your life. And you did mention that when you were young, you just ran sporadically. Uh, what, what does that mean? Or what, what did you mean by that? Um, I, I would run kind of whenever I felt like it. Uh, sometimes I'd, it was like once a month, once, you know, it could be once a week. Uh, this is back in middle school. Like, I mean, I, I liked to run. I was just, I knew I wasn't good at it. But I would run more for uh, kind of like stress relief and sometimes just skip point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And then more recently, I started running a little more regularly. Uh, I, I would sign up for marathons. I would never train for them, but I, I completed them. And then I started running with, with a team in training for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, ended up cutting my leg open. So I, I never con- did a marathon with those guys, but it was helping train. Uh, so that was kind of my first real shot of me running more regularly. Uh, e- even though I did uh, cross country back in high school, I wasn't very good. And I, I know I was not a very good athlete. Uh, I wouldn't train on my own, but it, I did. I did like that social aspect, you know, running with the team. Yeah. Uh, um, I know you mentioned that you did run cross country and, and high school and indoor track. So when you put indoor track, I'm like, okay, as far as I know, there's cross country here in San Antonio and there's track, but I don't think we do indoor track. So may I ask, you're not from Texas, are you? No, um, <laughs> but I grew up in, I, I was just say Salt Lake city, Utah. Uh, it's kind of one of the suburbs. So I, I ran cross country my senior year and then they they don't have outdoor track until the springtime because we get a lot of snow uh, uh, so okay. so they do indoor track kind of in in between the two uh, so I did a lot of indoor track eighth of a mile and tenth of a mile tracks and I, I like the track but that's a lot of turns and I get really bored turning that many times and not you just anything. said yeah eighth eighth and tenth I mean that's that's a lot of turns for one mile. <laughs> yeah. And we already have to deal with four turns for one mile on a normal track. I can only imagine the amount of times. I wonder if you ever, did you ever lose count trying to get um, a certain distance? <laughs> yes, all the time. Uh, so I'd always look up at, at the people. They treat it kind of like the Olympics where you're, you're penultimate lap. So you're second to last one. You know, so you, you get a little little notice on there. Uh, your last lap, you would hear a bell uh, yeah. as you came by. So there's audio cues as well as visual. So I let other people count for me. So I could just kind of try to keep up with the lead pack. So you went from running a little bit in high school and then it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to me like it that stayed with you necessarily. Um, kind of just a season where you told me that back in 2002, you were, you ran several races. Now that seems like a, I feel like it's like there's a gap and then there's a gap from 2002 to, to where we are now. Um, yes. Was it because, you know, work, was it your, 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 uh, you know, whatever, what you were doing at that time was just not an interest really. Um, mostly I ran just more from stress related issues. At that point, I graduated high school uh, in 97. Uh, so there was kind of a gap and I started running a couple of races Around 2001, I maybe ran five races in, a, in the whole year. 
that sounds like a lot to people, but you know, hold on, hold on to that thought for a minute. Uh, and, and then there was a big gap. Um, life, work, everything kind of, you know, I just was not able to get out and run. I eventually moved out here to San Antonio almost 10 years ago. I still did not run a lot until about two years ago. Uh, I started running more consistently, not really training for anything specific, um, but uh, just running a little more, you know, at least, at least once or twice a week. Uh, and then last year, uh, back in 21, I ended up running about 40 races for the entire year. Uh, I'm not saying no for a bad reason. <laughs> no, like, uh, now a lot of these races were, were like what I consider more like fun runs. I wasn't really racing for time or place. I would just go out there and compete with myself. And this is kind of where you and I met. And I met many other runners. Uh, I tend to stick out in the groups, uh, usually in the races. Uh, I started running with the U.S. flag on almost every race. Uh, and also, I have a, a suicide awareness flag. It's a suicide prevention and awareness flag. Uh, I'm actually holding on to it from, from another group. Uh, so I'm kind of like the flag holder for them. Uh, but I, I run for suicide prevention and awareness, as well as mental health awareness as well. So a lot of people see me running a race with one of those two flags. And I recently found out that somebody took a video of me and put it on, on the internet. And one of my other buddies just showed it to me a couple of days ago. Mm. I'm like, I know that race. Awesome. Awesome. So your move, your move to San Antonio, was that um, because it's something you wanted to do? Was it work related? Was it just you needed a change? Uh, a couple of different things were going on with that. Uh, it was right after I joined the Army, uh, Army Reserves. Uh, I was married at the time and she didn't like my family. I don't like my family. So no, no worries on that. Uh, I have one, one family member here in Texas. I see her about every nine months, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, but my, my wife says, Hey, let's, let's move to Texas. Cool. Why not? I don't care. You know, it's like, I can make anywhere work. You know, home is where home is more of a mindset than a location. Uh, so we moved down here and started running a lot more. So it, it worked out better for me in the long run like that. Two of the things you mentioned um, of why you choose to run uh, was peace and reflection. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. Um, so I tell a lot of people uh, kind of jokingly that I've been, I've been running longer than they have been breathing. I don't tell them I've been running consistently, just running. Uh, but running has always been very peaceful for me. Uh, you know, kind of helps me clear my head, work out some problems, and just kind of helps me relax. I know a lot of people don't see running and relaxation as something that go together, but I can run with headphones or without headphones. And you know, running is just very methodical. Uh, just that constant 
rhythm, the left foot, right foot, left foot, you know, it, it just helps me clear my mind, puts me at a, in a good spot mentally. At, at some point during that, um, during your whole running career, uh, you did mention that you have helped others train. Uh, was that back in Salt Lake? Was, uh, or did you say Salt Lake? Did you say Utah? Can't remember. Uh, Salt Lake. Was Salt Lake. Okay. Was that back there? Or has it been, was that in Texas or was that in between somewhere? Uh, so I started helping train people back in Salt Lake with team and training. I was a friend with the coach. Uh, so I just helped them unofficially like, like that. Uh, and last October, I, I actually got certified through USA track and field. Uh, so I am officially a level one uh, running coach. Uh, and I help a lot of people very informally for the most part. Uh, I, I've done some of the running programs. I've done some trainings with them, but a lot of it is just encouraging them to get out there uh, consistently, you know, and to, to try for just a little bit better, you know, one, 2% better. And it, it always makes me happy when I see others reaching their goals. So that's usually more exciting for me than reaching my own goal itself, making another PR. Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand what you're uh, talking about because, you know, in my personal life, I definitely have some goals, you know, when it comes to running, I want to get this time. I want to do that. But almost four years ago, when I started the run group, I started in the South side of San Antonio specifically because there is nothing like that in South San Antonio. It's, you see a lot of Latinos there, you know, um, and to see them come out for the first time, to see them run the first mile or run the first 5k, it brings somewhat a little bit of more joy than when I reach even one of my own goals. Um, it's such a good feeling, you know? Um, and it's yeah. not to give yourself credit, but it's like, you're happy for them, you know? Exactly. It's, it's so good. Um, so, so basically almost your words, you said running with the flags and names of those who are not with us is an honor to you and brings pride to their families. Um, people run for many, many reasons, tons of reasons, tons of, tons of uh, charities and stuff, but you, you run for this what, you know, why, why, why exactly did you choose this or how did you, you know, why does this reach your heart? That part started a little more recently, but I noticed that a lot of my friends were, were kind of struggling with losing their family members, their loved ones, their friends. And because I'm, I'm in the military, a lot of those were military related. Uh, so I would run with, with their name on, on my bib and uh, running with the flag was kind of like a, a perk for their family. You go, hey, this guy is running with the flag. That's, you know, that'd be really cool if we can honor, you know, our friend and our, our family member, you know, while he's running with that flag. There's been a couple of races I've ran with a special flag, uh, a fallen firefighter, for instance. Uh, I ran with a, a black flag, the red stripe uh, for the firefighters. Uh, at the end of that race, I took the flag off the pole and I mailed it up, up to their family with my bib. Um, oh. so, so doing this and more recently with the COVID, I, I have a couple of friends that lost family members due to COVID. And I, I know death is always a hard thing to deal with. And this is my way of saying, look, you know, you know I'm sorry for your loss. I, I know that it, this doesn't solve everything, but we haven't forgotten about about them and we have not forgotten about you you know running is a big community and we, we got you yeah. 
we're always we're always behind you if you need it. Man, that must be such a an emotional moment every time you do that. Um, how do you meet these families, or how do you decide who, in whose name you're going to run at each particular race? Uh, a, a lot of times, they will approach me uh, at a race or uh, at some of the group runs. A lot of my friends know that I do this, and they'll kind of put the word out. And when I start getting lower on, on names, you know, I, I will even put it on Facebook and Instagram so, saying, look, you know, if you guys want anything done like this, you know, I'm not charging you any money. I'm not, I'm not going to put it all over social media with your, with their name. Unless, you know, if, if you don't mind, I, you know, I'll let it be known that I'm running for, you know, for this person or that person, but that's not my place to say that, you know, we're doing this. My place to say, look, we're standing behind you. And, you know, I'm always open for people, just random people to come up and say, look, if you could run, run and do this for, for my friend, for Will, for Billy, I had one person say, I'd be tickled pink. And I was laughing because <laughs> in my head, I merely imagined a pink duck. I'm like, I've never seen a pink duck. I'm like, wait, that's what you're getting at. Uh, you know, but, but I wrote down the name and the next race I did, I did it, you know, with that name. I don't know if the person ever saw it, but I know that I did my part to help them. And I, I feel that, you know, as I said before, running is a, is a large community, but we're also very tight knit. Um, so I can kind of move in and out of a lot of the different run groups here in San Antonio and be accepted without a whole lot of questions like who am I what am I doing and all that yeah you know I'm hearing you talk about all this and one another thing you mentioned was that you um well you put you enjoy but you have the freedom and the ability to run and I'm guessing that by you saying that it's you're thinking about why you have or why or how you even have these freedoms and so I'm sure all of that is just tight just ties together when you yeah when you run right yeah um so Rock and Roll, the race series, has what they call the Blue Mile. It's usually a little past, uh, you know, the beginning of the route. Uh, but it, it's early on in most of the races. Uh, so their Blue Mile, it, if anybody's unfamiliar, they have pictures of fallen service members lining the road and people holding flags. And, and their goal is to be approximately one mile long if they can and it this is done by another national group um wear blue run to remember last time i ran the or i guess december when i ran the rock and roll half uh, i was helping helping a friend with hers um it was a very emotional moment for me uh the whole time uh a lot of people were running. They would take their hats off, hold it over their heart. Uh, they would try to put their hand over their heart while you're running. That's kind of hard. Uh, so it's kind of cool from from the spectator side to see people trying to do that, uh, to show their respect for the fallen service members as well as the flag. Um, running with the flag, I'm not going to put my hand over my heart because I'm already holding a flagpole in one but I do try and hold my flag up a lot higher. Uh, so my, my, arm, 
my arm gets tired sometimes. You know, I'm holding a flag, there's wind, you know, just the motion of running. But the blue mile always gives me that extra energy to keep going, push forward, you know, kind of reflect on the service members I, I know that are no longer with us. But back in December, it was really hard. And I'm kind of glad nobody had a picture of me at that point towards the end of the mile because I was actually like tearing up and crying as, as I was running past all the flags and, you know, just being grateful for that opportunity that we have to run wherever we want, whenever we want. And, and it's because of, you know, some of these people paid that ultimate sacrifice. You know, that's nothing that, that will ever leave my, my mind. And part of that is because I am in the army. Uh, you know, being in the military gives you kind of a different outlook sometimes, but also just being aware that other people throughout the world are not able to run like we do here in, in Texas. You know, as you mentioned earlier, we've been racing for about a, for about a year now uh, with live races in person. There are mask mandates out there, so we have to kind of so stay apart from each other, uh, wear a mask before the run, after the run, stuff like that. But we're still very, very fortunate to be able to do this. And, and that's something that I want to kind of show other people that we don't forget why we're able to do this. Um, you know, and that's one reason I do run with, with the U.S. flag is, is to thank everybody else who's been in, in the uniform you know, I want to thank them for, for what they've done so that we're able to do what we're doing now. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've, I haven't run Rock and Run in a couple of years, but the last two that I did, you know, if you were to ask me, what is the one thing you remember? What is one thing, you know, you really enjoyed or, or was, you know, just unforgettable. And it's, it's always that portion of the, of the route. It's, it's the, the blue mile and it's, it's, it's an eternity sometimes to get through that. Um, and I have no family members in the military. I have no affiliation with the military, but, but I respect the military. I appreciate what they've done. And so I, yeah, it hit me, it hit me hard. I mean, we live in what they call military city USA. You know, I can't go walk downtown without seeing a family, seeing a graduation, uh, going to church, like anywhere I go, there's, there's military, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it was, it's definitely, I could, I feel what you're saying because I felt it too. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't take any time I go running just, you know, it's just another, another day. It's always remember the freedoms that we have because of others, you know, and people you don't even know. If I could ask recently, um, I think it was the end of, at the end of last year, you completed a you put this little event for yourself and so I, I'm, I'm, some people did go out and help, you know, help you out. Can you just kind of give us a, a little bit of, uh, about uh, what that was about and how it went and, and all that? All right. So in October of 2020, uh, there, there was somebody, a, a big runner, uh, by the name of Des Linden. And I was following her on social media. She goes, I'm going to run the month. So what that means is on the first of the month, you run one mile. Second, you run two miles. So you add a mile every day. So by the end of the month, you're running like 
28, 29, 30 miles in succession. That, that's a lot of miles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're looking about 500 miles or so by the end of the month. Uh, so I decided I was going to do that in December last year in 21. But I knew I wasn't totally crazy enough to try the miles. Uh, so I went down to kilometers. Okay. Uh, you know, a little easier to do. I started running December. And I'm like, hey, this is just getting time on my feet. I have a big race coming up at the end of January. Uh, so this is just kind of helping me prepare for that run. And that, that was my main focus is just having fun, getting out there, kind of celebrating the end of the year while still training and getting time on my feet. Uh, so I had a little bit of a, a uh, longer run than I had planned originally. Uh, so about a week and a half before the end of the year, I decided I wanted to run a little bit longer on New Year's Eve. Uh, and then work schedule changed, so I moved the race back to the weekend. And then things kept changing up everything else. So I said, forget it. I'm going to do it on, on New Year's Eve. Uh, so this, like, I had to change the route. I had to change, the, you know, everything, the date everything I was doing. Uh, so with about a week to go, I'm still out there looking for, for a new route. Uh, so I got one, uh, I kind of found one, just tracing some of the greenways out here in San Antonio. Uh, I started up at Eisenhower Park and ran down and ended at Southside Lions. Now I had some brakes built in. So about every eight miles had this like a gallon baggie, a Ziploc bag with a couple snacks, some hydration powders, uh, stuff like that, just to make me sit down and rest for a little bit. Because my race coming up has a very generous time frame. Uh, and I was never really alone on this long run on the New Year's Eve. Um, most of the time I had somebody biking uh, with me. Kind of just help keep company. Uh, I could use use her because she had a backpack and she had some waters. I never used her water, but it was always there. Mm -hmm. uh, but but kind of knowing that somebody was there was kind of a relief, just in case something did happen. So the last mile, I'm like, I, I want to pick up the pace a little bit, and I just ran 31 miles consecutively more or less. <laughs> uh, so that last mile, I picked up the pace a little bit and I was surprised with, with my last mile. Uh, faster than I thought I was going to be able to do at that point. Uh, but I had fun with it. Um, I went back, you know, I finished my, my 32 miles, went back, kind of ran in with a couple of people that did the last 10K or so with me. Uh, so that was always fun. Uh, and there was a little puddle at the end that I kind of jumped in <laughs> and everybody, we were talking about it. You know, the person I was with me on the bike, um, I, I was calling her wheels the whole time. Uh, mm -hmm. she rode like 20 miles, you know, I give her tons of credit. Uh, she's, she's a great, great friend, but I would look left and right, you know, that's like mile nine, mile 10. All I hear is not yet. Not yet. And 
one of my other friends heard that like i said what are you talking about she's like he's looking for puddles oh. <laughs> like oh. it's like yeah you know me too well that's <laughs> uh, so at the end it was nice uh, the water wasn't very deep not super cold for end of the year uh, i was able to get get in there it was cool enough to kind of help relax my legs which is great so yeah my little run on new year's eve was 32 miles uh, from start to finish it was a little over seven hours total and i'm sitting here like well i have this i have an ultra marathon coming up towards the end of january uh, it's in South Florida, and this is the race I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, I had a friend tell me about it. It's called Skydive Ultra. I get to jump out of an airplane at 14,000 feet. Uh, we get to safely land on the ground uh, under a nice canopy. And then we start running laps around the drop zone and probably some of the fields in that area. Uh, this is South Florida. They're saying there might be like six inches of difference between one end of the loop and the other. So it's super flat and no shade. Uh, but uh, I signed up for the 50K, 50-ish K, <laughs> and I have a 10-hour time limit. Uh, so they're saying it's close to about 32 miles total, 30, 32, 33 miles total. Uh, so what I did on New Year's Eve was kind of training for that. Uh, make sure that my hydration and fuel and all that were sufficient. Uh, so if I needed to make any adjustments, I could do that. I did not know that this race existed. That is, that's definitely different and unique. Um, so with the skydiving part, like, is there a cap to this? Is there a cap to the runners or everybody does it or it's option? Um, you don't have to jump out of the plane. Uh, you can do just a running portion. Uh, but I had a friend out, out here and, and she brought it up to me. She goes, hey, this would be really cool. Because, you know, she and I had talked about jumping out of an airplane a few times. Uh, she went and got licensed. I'm still kind of in the school phase of that. Uh, so she beat me to that part. <laughs> um, you know, so I looked at him like, that's a that's a pretty hefty price for, for a run, uh, you know, but you get to jump out of an airplane as well. And I'm like, well, I know people that run. I'm in multiple running groups here in San Antonio. I know a lot of people that run, uh, running ultras. And I know some people that jump out of airplanes. I've never met anybody that does them both at the same time, you know, like in, as one event or, or not, not even really in the same day. Come to think of it, I've only yeah. known a few people that do that. You know, so I, I was like, that's going to be unique. That's going to be something I can kind of laugh about later on. And I was like, hey, what what was I thinking trying to sign up for this? You know, <laughs> you know here I am oh. jumping up an airplane and they have to go run around a whole bunch, you know. Oh, man. But, hopefully we can see some pictures or hopefully some someone's taking uh, some some photos of that. Yeah, I'm That'll sure, be awesome I'm sure somebody's going to be up there, you know, with a couple <laughs> GoPros and, and whatnot for us so so that's going to be fun uh it's not my first time skydiving you know so i'm not like total newbie at that side <laughs> uh you know so you know I, i'm out there just just trying to get it done you know i really don't i'm not concerned about that time hour time limit because that's plenty of time 
uh, it, it works out to about three miles an hour mm-hmm. pace. So I'm like, I could walk that fast <laughs> and, and still be done. Uh, my goal is not to walk too, too much, but you know, my goal is just to complete the run. Um, I know I'm not going to be running with the flag the whole time, uh, but I am going to have a flag with me during the whole run. And I'm going to grab uh, one of my flags for that last seven mile lap or so and, and run, run as I normally would. I'm going to have somebody's name with me. Uh, I'm going to write it on the bib and I'm going to do, do my best to honor them and, you know, let their family know that we are still behind them. Do, do you have any stats numbers in regards to how serious the situation is? Um, or what are some resources uh, for those in the military, former or former military, uh, when it comes to this issue? Uh, the the most common number of people know is 22, and, and that's how many veterans commit suicide every day. Uh, day. That number goes up and down, depending on where you go, who you talk to about it. Uh, the way I look at it, one is too many. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and, and a lot of these times, people look back and say, hey, now that I'm thinking about it, something did feel different with that person, but I didn't want to talk to them. I, I didn't. I didn't know how to approach them. Mental health is a big deal in inside and outside of the military. Uh, I don't think COVID is helping with that, uh, keeping us locked up, uh, kind of separated from everybody. Yeah. Uh, so I do see some more people with more stress in different areas of their life. So as a civilian, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 24 hours a day. Uh, you can text them. It's 741-741. It's really that easy. You know, just text them and they will respond. I, I think the lo- longest I've had to wait uh, when I text them for, for a friend is like a minute. Oh, wow. when, when you're sitting there thinking about that, that minute can feel like eternity. The military, we have other options as well, but we can always use that national number and they can transfer us to somebody who understands the military, who's been out, deployed, who's, who's seen some of the, the gruesome side of war and being deployed, being away from people. Uh, so it, it's hard to talk to somebody when they cannot connect. You know, I'm like, well, you might as well just talk to a dog because that's about what you're getting out of some of this stuff. You, you know, speaking of dogs, I have two, my two dogs and, you know, I, I, I talk to them as well you know i'll talk to my dogs and they just kind of look at me like oh, okay <laughs> noises blah 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 you know and in my, in my head I, I think about it, it's like it's like it's like charlie brown you know and the adults <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about you know, the teacher it's, it's like you know the dogs don't, don't care what i'm saying they're just they're they're always there for us you know in the same way that, that my dogs are here for me you know somebody is always there to help us out you know when we need it. Uh, I've given out my, my cell phone number to a lot of people. I'm like, look, I work overnight. So if you call me at 2.30 in, in the morning, either I'm already awake or I'm going to wake up really quickly and I'll be okay. Go, no, I don't want to call you. I'd rather have you call me, you know, than 
sit there and struggle with this on your own. You know, so I've had people call me uh, for themselves. I've had them call with their friend saying, hey, Doug, you know, we need some help here. I didn't know who else to turn to. So I'm like, hey, I, you know, it's an honor that you thought about me, you know, and, you know, let's, let's get that help you need. You know, whether it's me going out, meeting you over at IHOP, you know, one of the few 24-hour places around. You know, if you're out of state, let me get in touch with somebody in your local area. You know, if you need that, if you need somebody to go out there and basically hold your hand, you know, give you a shoulder to cry on. You know, there, there's always there's always ways to find those people. Uh, there are several groups on Facebook and Instagram that are nationwide, and, and we have a pretty good network of people that, that we can go to and, and reach out for, for that assistance when we do need it. So for someone who might have a member that's in the, in the military or just a friend, a close friend that's in the military, military um, I know you mentioned that before you thought of, you know, you thought maybe something could happen, but you just let it go. Um, you recommend just to ask, not be afraid to ask, to reach out just to see how they're doing. Yes. Um, so the military, you know, I went through a couple of classes uh, as a medic for the military, for the army. You know, it was kind of interesting to learn the, you know, the, the body, the muscles, you know, blood, blood goes around and around, air goes in and out. But when you start talking about mental things, it, it's really hard. The military has a, has a program called ACE, A-C-E. Um, you know, the basis for this is, you know, that you recognize something is wrong, is not necessarily wrong, but different with somebody. Uh, they're, they're, they're more reserved than normal. They're more outgoing than normal. Just something that's not, you know, normal for that person. You recognize it, and then you go and ask them. Say, hey, you know, are you okay? You know, you want to talk? Something going on? And I learned early on to to ask that that hard question, you know, and not beat around the bush. Like, hey, well, you know, are you depressed? I'm like, you know, and if I see it, I, I I've been known to go up to somebody directly and say, hey, I need to talk to you real quick. Now give them away from their, their group. Say, hey, are you, are you thinking about hurting yourself? We've been told that asking somebody, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Or are you thinking about, about suicide? We'll never put that in their mind if it's not there already. You know, so it's a nice way to say, look, I realize that this is not normal. And this is kind of like an emergency situation. You know, and, and kind of an easy way to break the ice. You know, I've had people and break down crying in uniform, you know, this big old, you know, tough, burly looking dude. And he, he starts crying and everyone kind of looked over like, what's going on over there? He goes, yeah, you know, I, I was going to go home and, you know, and, and, and end it. You know, I was going to be done with everything. We had him uh, escorted home. Uh, you know, he had, we had one of our guys that he was closer friends with than, than myself. Uh, he went over and slept over there overnight at his, you know, this guy's house. We're, we're, we're up and talking and, and that helps a lot. Just knowing that somebody's out there and they're not afraid to ask those questions. You know? And the next thing, you know, is you would ask, you ask them, you know, if they're thinking about hurting themselves, you know, I mean, that's a big step. 
I mean, it shows that that you care enough to notice something's different, and and then you act on that. You know, we're not going to be able to escort everybody to the to the hospital to, you know, to a chaplain to whatever you know, person that they they need. But we can always act on it and let them know that we're always there for them, or we can we can help find somebody, you know, that can be there for them. So you know, that was from the army. And I, I've kind of pulled that into the civilian side as well, you know, and that's part of the reason I started running with the suicide prevention awareness flag uh, that I'm holding on to for Team RWB. Uh, that's uh, Team RWB is a is a very large organization. We have a very active chapter here in San Antonio. It is a military based uh, on there, but anybody can join, veterans or non-veterans. But it's just a way to kind of help, especially the veterans, transition from a military lifestyle where we have that instant camaraderie uh, kind of forced upon us uh, 24-7 to where we're, we're acting more as civilians. And we don't have that, that group camaraderie at all times. We don't have to do PT in the morning with, with 100 other people. You know, we don't have to do everything as a group, you know, as a civilian, we're a lot more, more lenient in our, in our day-to-day actions. Uh, so Team RWB really focuses on people, health, and purpose. Without the people, it's hard to do anything specific. We do a lot of different events. Uh, here in San Antonio, we have people that, that ride bikes. We have people that, that will go out and do ruck marches. Obviously, we have a lot of runners here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people that, that are not physically active, and that's okay. You know, they'll go out, they'll have coffee every every couple of weeks. Uh, they'll have a breakfast, a book club. We have people that will sit there and not know how to play guitar at all, and they learn a couple chords, and they'll be out there and they'll start singing and playing a guitar. You know, it, it's just a way to to kind of build that that camaraderie and. You know, just kind of get together and have have a little bit of fun with other people. Yeah, yeah. No, it, there's definitely many times that we're out and about doing you know show, um, stuff or chores. I was going to say chores, right? But uh, stuff, and you you you'll catch that shirt. That shirt, you know, it, yeah. it's everywhere for sure. Um, <clears throat> do you want to change or? To take a turn, ask you a couple of different questions, and we'll, we'll end, and then we'll come back and end with that. Okay. Um, this is more, you know, with you. Uh, they're more fun questions, or just about you. Um, what have you learned about your local running community? So when I started running out here, I didn't know any specific group. Uh, the more I start running, and the more races I would go to, I see the same people. Uh, so whether I'm in San Antonio. I'm south south of town, like 45 minutes out. I would see some of the same faces, but I, will, I would also see a lot of new people, depending on where I was running. So one thing I've learned is it's a very large running community out here, uh, but also very small in the same in the same sense. Like we see the same people, uh, you know, and we're always, for the most part, we're always here to help celebrate each other's wins and little victories. Uh, and that's that's super special because I never feel like I'm alone, even if I'm running alone. 
you know, I'll pass another runner. And, you know, it, it's just that little. You do the good old wave. You know, quick wave, <laughs> no head nod, you know, fist bump as you run past, you know, stuff like that. You know, uh, it, it's kind of a, a reminder that we're never alone. Yeah. That somebody's always watching. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right uh, when you say that it's big, but it's small at the same time, and I love it, man. There's the, the San Antonio running community is so special. Um, they're so supportive in so many different ways. Um, next question is, what has been one of the most memorable running experiences? Uh, I don't know. That, that's kind of a hard one. Um, you, I mean, I guess like, you can also go back to what you said right earlier. Um, the Blue Mile is, yeah. is memorable for many reasons. But I mean, I'm guessing that would be one of one of yeah. Um, one of, that that's definitely up there. Um, I also like to run on a track where I don't have to worry about about vehicles. Completely be there, present. You know, focusing on my my runs, or I could totally zone out, listen to, to music and podcasts. Um, but I think one of my more memorable experiences, uh, other than the Blue Mile, is running with with one of the local running groups and knowing that a huge majority of those runners are are fairly new at running especially at running races but a large majority of them place in their age group uh, you know I, I think that was an awesome thing uh, they were all super excited i was happy for them i did not place <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, that's happened a lot of times uh, and i'm okay with that you know, as I said, sometimes it's it's more about help, you know, helping the other people, you know, and you know, I, I really do. I I celebrate their victories probably more than I celebrate my own. Uh, so that's always one thing that you know makes my day a little bit better. So that that's probably one one of the other more memorable things, other than you know, like I said, the Blue Mile and running with specific names, you know, my bed for friends and. Any goals for 2022? Tongue in cheek, to not die. <laughs> uh, you know, with the skydive ultra, everyone, everyone thinks I'm afraid of skydiving. Uh, I'm really not. I, I find jumping out of an airplane and falling straight to the ground very relaxing. Um, not many people would, would say the no, same. <laughs> no. Um, but beyond that and throughout the rest of the year, uh, I, I don't have too many goals for this year. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be working on getting a little bit faster over the long run. Uh, and then I'm going to be trying to qualify for Boston uh, early next year. Maybe late this year, if I feel like I'm, I'm ready for it, mm -hmm. I'll kind of slip into a, to a full marathon. Um, I, I know I can do the distance, but I'm not, not yet. I'm not fast enough to do it in the proper time. Uh, so that's going to be my goal moving forward is just working on my speed uh, for that marathon distance. Staying healthy, put, putting miles in. Exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, favorite running shoes? That all depends on the terrain, the distance, how I feel that day. I saw a picture um, the other day. You had like 10, 12 pairs of shoes, I think it was. Oh yeah, I need to I need to update that. Um, <laughs> so, if you look at the picture, uh, I would have to say my favorite running shoe is Brooks uh, Ghost Thirteen. I currently have three pairs in my rotation. 
Okay. Uh, I got my last one at a very good price because they, the 14s came out and they're trying to move older stock. Uh, so I got a real good deal on that. I would have figured it would have been the New Balance. At least that's what I remember seeing you running yeah. in a lot. Yeah. Um, so I have the New Balance, uh, the Elite uh, fuel cell, uh, which they are discontinuing for a newer model as well. Uh, but those, sales. those are the ones I ran my 32 <laughs> miles in and felt surprisingly well during the run uh, as well as after. Uh, I felt well enough I could run a 5K that same night and then another 5K the next morning. Uh, both of those were right around eight minute per mile pace right after a 32 mile run. Uh, you know, so those, the New Balance uh, are quickly becoming my favorite shoe as far as uh, recovery goes. Um, I don't. I don't think that they make me faster. I think they make it less painful to go fast. Okay. So. So I noticed you are a noon ambassador. What other products or nutrition do you like to take? Um. The, I have noon a lot. Um, I have it at work. <laughs> I have it in my car. I have it, you know, just throughout the day, even when I'm not running. Um. No, it just helps with that, that electrolyte balance. Uh, some of the other nutritional products, you know, I have like like the uh, Honey Stinger waffles, uh, the Stroop waffles, whatever you want to call them. Depends on where you're from. Uh, I, I, I do have goo with me usually, uh, but that's more like an emergency situation where, you know, I need that extra sugar. Um, but I, I kind of lean towards more of the whole foods, um, you know, uh, I talked about that 32 mile run. I had those bags that I dropped off every eight eight miles, give or take. And I had I had chips in there, you know, I had some jelly beans, stuff like that. At some point in running, I got got tired of eating goo and gels and you know different products like that. Uh, so I started trying to go and eat like food that's not any jelly type or liquid type consistency all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one little side note on that is I also found out that eating baby food on these longer runs is easier on my stomach than eating uh, some of these running specific or endurance specific uh, fuels. Uh, you know, so I was eating, you know, little things, baby food out there on the run. And Wills was always laughing at me and taking pictures. And I'm with her holding this little bag, you know, with like a little like, it's like a built-in straw, if you will. And I'm over there holding it with two hands, like the little kid would hold it. And I just, just having fun with it. So um, nothing real specific on other uh, products while I'm running. Uh, but I, I like pretzels, chips, uh, apparently baby food. You know, that's what's good to practice with those long runs. So, cause every, I, I think that's, what's cool. Everybody's unique. Everybody's different. Um, and so it's good to practice those things. Right. It is. Um, do you listen to music during runs? If so, what kind? I have a very wide range of music I listen to. Uh, I, I normally tend to lean more towards the rock and roll, uh, heavy metal. Gets your heart and, going. Gets your yeah, heart. <laughs> yeah, it gets your heart going. Uh, you know, some of these have a very, very fast rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that kind of helps me not worry about my pace because I know my legs are going to automatically try and pick up and match that same rhythm. Uh, so 
a lot of a lot of screaming in my ears going on a lot of <laughs> really fast uh drums and guitars uh so i usually like to save those more toward for the end of the race uh just kind of get give me that little mental boost mm-hmm. uh you know but you know so if anybody sees me running and i have my headphones on and they say hi and i don't respond I apologize. I'm sure I did not hear you. I was literally about to mention, I was like, I, I know that's happened with many people, but I know it's happened with you too. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. he's listening to music. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Let, 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 me, let me turn these off here. <laughs> uh, last question. Is, uh, and you might have already answered this unless there's something you know else that you have in mind, but a particular event or place you like to complete a race, no matter the distance. I've always wanted to do two different runs. Uh, one is the Midnight Mayor's Marathon in Anchorage, Alaska on the summer solstice, just because I want to run at midnight and still have daylight, kind of. <laughs> no, um, it's true. I, I think it's really <laughs> cool. Um, and the other one I want to want to do is a half marathon down in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, okay. It's called the San Silvestre, and they run that on New Year's Eve as well. Uh, so I can't do them both on the same year, very, very likely, because they both are pretty expensive uh, to get <laughs> out there. Uh, but but just two little goal races I have, um, you know, I'm going to be working on them at some point, pro- probably within the next two or three years. But right now you're thinking about a skydive. Exactly. That one comes first. <laughs> yes. Uh, to bring everything around and to tie everything together um, to... Well, I guess two more questions, but not related to that. Going back to the the whole reason uh, for you running, um, words of encouragement for those who might be trying to uh, trying to run for the very first time. Some of the best encouragement I can give you is, you know, just get out there and do it. Start slow, slow down. You know, if you have to walk more than you're running, at first that's perfectly fine. And you know, be out there, do it consistently. Uh, you know, consistency is the key for your progress more than anything else. Yeah, I know that we were all first timers at one point. And, uh, and there is a community, like you mentioned, there's a community of people out there that are willing to encourage you and, and help you and push you. Um, you've experienced it. I know I've experienced it. And I don't know, the sport is so big that I think it doesn't matter where you live. I'm sure there's a community there for you. Yes. Um, and last one for you. Um, some words for anyone who may be thinking about their uh, whether or not they have a purpose here, um, specifically, I guess, you know, military, um, military. Yeah, for those people, I would say it, it's kind of a kind of an old, old saying. It's beaten, beaten into us a lot, you know, but but there's always a solution. Don't, don't make a drastic decision on that. And, you know, don't don't look for a for a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Um, you know, reach out. There's definitely people that are that are here to help, that are willing to help you, that want to help you. And, you know, we, we need everybody, you know, um, mental health issues, whatever it is, they come and they, they can go. So no matter where you are along that, that progress, you know, reach out and let somebody know because it's always, it, it's always easier to deal with that with, with somebody else on your side yeah yeah and um i'm guessing you're speaking from like experience uh for yourself or for people around you 
A little of everything. Yes. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time and, and sharing your story with us uh, for, yeah, for letting us know what it is that you do, um, not for merit or for praise or anything, but because it's something that you have on your heart. Um, and you're just sharing your story might help someone. You never know. You never know. Um, and uh, I encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. I'm sure I'm just one of many who have noticed it. And uh, I understand to a certain degree, right, why it is that you do what you do. But yeah, man. Um, and thank you for being open as well on social media, because sometimes uh, I can see that you're, but even yourself, you need, you, you need those friends too. I don't want you to feel like all oh, that weight's on you either, you know? <laughs> no, no, I definitely get that. And, you know, as I said, I am open on, on social media. Uh, I have reached out uh, to people. I've, I've had, I have bad days. You know, I have several bad days, you know, strung together. You know, I'll, I'll ask people like, hey, is anybody up for coffee? You know, I'm saying like, I want, I want a beer because it's my nighttime. It's your early morning, you know, but just knowing that we have those several groups, you know, that I can reach out to say, look, you know, I'm stressed out. I need, I just need someone to talk to. And, you know, I can always find at least one or two people willing to go have coffee or grab, grab a bite to eat at any time of the day. So, you know, that's always really special. And it shows that, you know, as I said, it's a big community, but very small and always here to help each other yeah yeah for sure thank you again um we'll keep in contact uh we'll see each other out out there <laughs> i'm sure we will so. <laughs> but yeah yeah, yeah keep it up and if any you know if, if if you have any thoughts of any event or the, that you're gonna do or that you need help with something reach out to us we'd be more than happy to help you or spread the word or however we can you know but yeah keep doing what you're doing and and uh and reach out to us or to anybody I mean, we're, we're definitely open, you know, we try to help as many people as we can. Having a family makes it a little tougher, but, but that's the reason why, why I started what I did as well. You know, um, thank you for your time and, uh, yeah, we'll continue to, to spread the word about that as best we can. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I um, appreciate it. You know, thanks for having yeah. me on here. You know, I've had a good time and I always like listening to, to your podcast. So, uh, you know, and like you said, you and I, uh, we've seen see each other at races, at, at weekly runs, you know, as well as JP. And I'll probably say not there, Frank Crossing, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on one of my runs as well. So, you know, uh, if there's anything else I can do to help you guys out, you know how to get a hold of me. And I'll do the same thing. You know, if I need help, you know, I'll make sure to reach out. So perfect, perfect. Keep that training, stay healthy, and uh, let us know how that run goes. I'll do that. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. Feel free to reach out to us. And if you have not done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you may listen. Please leave us a comment and a five-star review if you liked what you've heard. Until next time.